What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. a soul expanding podcast and this episode is brought to you by green chef and cacao bliss from earth echo foods both i obviously highly recommend yes of course they're a sponsor but also i gotta tell you myself and when my family was here we ate some green chef meals and mwah, oh delicioso and i have cacao bliss Throughout the day, three times a day, I have a mug sitting next to me right now of hot cacao with some coconut and almond milk, and it is fueling my soul, uplifting my spirits, especially for this specific episode where I'm talking about flow. To be honest, this episode came to heart because I was not feeling as though I was in the flow. In fact, I've kind of hit this wall as of March where I... For once, for the first time in three and a half years, I've experienced this burnout that I've never experienced before, but that's okay. That's okay to sometimes come in and out of flow. And after three and a half years, it only makes sense that someone would naturally burn out a little bit. It might fizzle out a little bit. However, today when I woke up, what's wild is I was going to post another past episode, but... For whatever reason, this came through to heart and flow, perhaps because this is something that I'm going through and I know I'm not alone in this. I'm not going to be talking or exploring burnout in this episode until probably the very end, but I do want to talk about the state of flow to let you know that no matter where you're at, you can train your mind to get back in it for the micro level experiences of flow but if you're looking at the macro sense when you're looking at the big picture the grand scheme of things your body your mind your soul may simply just want a rest or is shifting in some way shape or form opening up to something new for you to explore all of which are beautiful as hard as it is to feel out of flow or burnt out in a sense, it's fully possible to A, learn to train your mind to get back into a state of flow, or B, to honor it. And if you, for whatever reason, like I did when I woke up this morning, are inspired again to move with that, but if I woke up this morning and felt like posting a past episode to recognize, look, that is okay. It's okay to not have to show up the way your mind wants you to, or even maybe the way your heart really wants you to, but there's something that your soul or whatever is going on needs to be honored, and that would only deviate from the progress of whatever you're opening up into. And so I'm so thankful that I didn't have to post a past episode this morning, but though this episode is obviously going to come out later, I could not help but talk about this because of this state of flow. So in this episode, I want to talk about what is flow and how to get into the state of flow and honoring your energetic boundaries for the sake of flow and signs that you know you are in flow, you're experiencing flow on the micro level and on the macro level. And also why it's okay to sometimes be out of your desired state of flow or feel as though you're having burnout, why that is absolutely okay and 
perhaps even part of the flow and part of the process. So what is flow? Well, there are obviously many uses for the term flow, like something is gliding along a river or a steady move from one place to another or a smooth dance or the transition of pose to pose in your vinyasa and it's used metaphorically and literally. So I'm clearly stating the obvious, but to open up to this specific talk with ease and flow, essentially you're considered the one, the, the subject that is gliding along the river, that's flowing along the river, moving from one space to another or forget even the move between A and B, you're just in the abyss of it all and you're just moving through the motions. And for this specific state of flow, I'm talking about when you are pursuing a specific task, which may be a creative endeavor or even something for work or whatever it is that you are pursuing so you can hyper-focus and just feel like you are in flow as if time doesn't even exist. And you're moving from a state of just a normal state, your conscious waking state that you are moving through the day. You're moving from this state into the zone where you are focused and you are allowing whatever creative channels to move through you and allowing this momentum to build. So as we expand on that, when I talk about flow and often when humans say I'm in flow, it often means, you know, there's a window of time where they're rolling the wave of momentum and they're fully immersed in something that is fueling their spirit. And I believe I've talked about this before, but I'll say this again. Simply put, I truly do believe that momentum is one of the greatest forces in the universe. As once we build this momentum and we listen and we keep going with it, it'll likely take a long time for us to run out of gas. And that's, I guess that's what I was experiencing is that I kind of ran out of fuel. I ran out of gas. I, it's not that I am out of some sort of alignment, but I am indeed my body, my mind, my soul simply wanted a rest. And I did give it the rest last week. And I thought I was going to have to take another week. But again, I woke up in flow. And sometimes it is divinely timed, but other times it really can be trained. I've done it before where I just really don't feel like it. I feel resistant to getting into the flow, to creating the podcast, to writing the book, to whatever. But I have certain techniques where I train myself to learn, okay, we're, we're, we're about to step into this state of flow. We're gonna make it happen. And in this state of flow, this may lead to greater opportunities or divine insights and inspiration beyond what the human can normally fathom in her or his or their conscious state. And so in this flow state, this flow state can last as short as minutes to as long as days, months, or years. Of course, the micro ones where we are in the process of writing, obviously that's more of a minute or hourly state of flow. But the podcast is a great example of something that has lasted years in a state of flow. Even though, of course, there are hurdles to overcome. You know, you're flowing down a river, there's still gonna be rocks, there's still be there still might be moments where the stream is moving a little faster and it's kind of scary and hard to keep afloat or it just feels a little slow and stagnant but you're just gliding along. You know, there's a variety of waves in the flow of the macro flows, but that's all okay and expected. However, the micro flows, focusing on the micro flows have this compound effect where as you continue every single day repeatedly to perform whatever your microflow may be, in the long run, momentum builds and that is how the macro flow expands. And even if you have a moment of burnout, it's not going to take long for the momentum to build back up. But just as momentum can easily build up, it also can easily spiral down. 
So when you zoom out and look at the trajectory of some other people's careers, it may seem like they are in a constant state of flow, but they're really in the ebb and flow, but in the macro scheme of things, in the macro scheme of life, they did indeed flow to this position, but on a daily basis, they experience the ebb and they may even experience some sort of moment of flow that left led to the greater picture of the momentum that they've built. And as they build this momentum and decide to stick with the flow state for as long as they have the energy till, you know, burnout may happen for a period of time, but because they've built up the momentum so greatly and for a long period of time, it's going to take a long time for the momentum to hit rock bottom. So for me, my micro flows are obviously for the past three and a half years, recording this podcast and publishing it, putting out there, writing most of the podcast or writing the questions for the guests. I have a process. I have a flow with how I podcast as a business, as my main business. And of course, not all of it is as easy as it might seem. There's some tasks that I don't want to do, but I got to do for the flow of the podcast. But that's part of the flow. Some things there might not be, there might not always be something that you necessarily want to do, but it's part of the flow. It's part of what needs to be done. And that's also okay. I think a lot of times we glamorize this idea of flow as if everything is bliss and easy and ah, I'm in the state of flow. But no, there are challenges or there are things that you don't necessarily want to do, but it's good for your human to experience or to do or also good simply for the flow and the expansion of whatever it is on the macro level to allow your self and this entity to flow into and build the momentum. And in fact, this is why I want to distinguish micro flow and macro flow. Because of course, in the macro flow, I've had to train myself and discipline myself to get certain things done, even if I, I, I don't necessarily want to do that. But in the microflow, that microflow, that moment of writing or creating or whatever it is, you are in that state of flow where it feels effortless and time is not even a construct. But it does seem, for some people, it does seem as though, like surprisingly today, this was divinely intervened. Maybe. I did sit there for a moment and think, okay, is there anything else I could talk about? And I had this whisper of flow in my heart and I just knew, okay, I'll talk about exactly what I'm going through and then I'll just roll with that. And also what I understand or how I make sense of what this is and how I know it's okay, why I know it's okay due to the grand picture of this beautiful life we live. So yes. There are times when flow is divinely intervened, like it just miraculously came to us, happened, or we receive that whisper and we go with it. Usually when I write a poem, it is happening in the moment. I just feel it. I'm walking in nature or something and it just comes through, or I'm going through something and it just comes through. That's often what happens with most of my poetry. But when it comes to writing or even podcasting, I usually have to get into the flow. And as I prep myself into this flow, perhaps then the divine will intervene. Perhaps, not always, but perhaps. But I know it so well to be true that if you're not feeling in flow, I have amazing news for you. You truly can train yourself and your mind to get into that state of flow. And unless you're experiencing burnout, please honor that. Don't force it. But if you're not really experiencing burnout, you just know that you are not really in flow or feeling it, even though you kind of could do it, you just really don't want to do it, that's okay. There are only a few energetic reasons that may be stopping you and or even physical reasons, because it's often your mind. It's often your mind. But even in my dark seasons, or when I just truly have no motivation, though again, in the macro scheme, 
your own magic or I, I, I'm in flow, right? But in a micro sense on a daily basis, maybe I'm just not always feeling it in that moment. And there are challenges or other obstacles that I may have needed to overcome. But I'm still flowing downstream. It's just I simply hit a rock. And we have those days. And that is more than okay and natural and inevitable. So I'll be sharing some ways to get into this flow. However, I want to expand a little bit on macro flows as well because it will bring you more compassion for the days you're feeling off. Because when you look at the grand scheme of things, you do something little that day in the grand scheme of things, you're still kicking butt with momentum and whatever it is that you are working towards, you know, it's still happening. You have not failed. You have not failed. Anyway, there are obviously a plethora of private humans who are extremely successful and really in the flow as they've built this momentum. However, because they're private, we don't really know, but I'll share a public figure, the first human that comes to mind, and maybe he came to mind for you as well with this human who has built this great momentum, and I'm sure he has his down days, though it doesn't seem like it, because he does always put things into perspective, and he does say that he was mentally privileged or whatever, but this human is Gary V. Now, he seems to have built this powerful momentum. He's just go, 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 and in fact, he is the best example because of his unique tenacity mixed with great empathy for all, which makes him so magnetic because we feel like we can connect with him. We feel like he's almost this spirit guide sharing these divine messages with us that uplift us and motivate us, like unlike anybody else, or maybe I'm at least speaking for myself, but he has a very unique way of sharing his perspective with the world, and it makes a world of sense. Though, He's not someone to necessarily compare yourself to if you're an introvert like myself. He's very much an extrovert, it seems. And so we don't need to compare our wirings to Gary Vee. Also, if you struggle with mental health, you know, you don't necessarily need to compare your your day-to-day with Gary Vee. And also, perhaps his soul's purpose is completely different than yours. So, of course, there's no comparison. But the only thing I'm pointing out is... He clearly has been in a major state of flow for quite some time. And it shows what can happen when you continue to build this up, build this up. And he has his overall goal, which I wonder if it's even still a goal if he even cares, but to own the New York Jets one day. Yet... It's funny how that simple goal, where that has led him along his journey, that has nothing to do, really, well, very little to do with uh, owning the New York Jets. But he's in flow, and it's really cool to see. I've been listening to him since 2015. I've never reached out to him because I've, I've reached out to very few people And I'm surprised at myself that I never reached out to him. I've been listening to him since 2015. And now, I mean, it'd be a little hard to get him. It's not impossible. Nothing's impossible. But it would take a little extra effort, which, you know, if I'm in this deep desire, this deep need to have Gary V on, then I'll do that. But you know what? He has so much wonderful content out there. I simply recommend just listening to him. And it's not... One thing I appreciate about him is that he's not just about hustle or the superficial. I know that he had this almost... People would call it toxic hustle mentality. But if you listen to him and how he is these days, he's definitely has... He has another layer of compassion and empathy and he just helps people see, you know, shift their perspective. It's pretty much that simple. And of course he does it with his comical, uplifting, very New York and blunt 
Gary V way, which I admire. I love people that are blunt and fierce. I love it. Anyway, so Gary V, yes, he is a great example of someone who is who has great momentum. And this is possible for any of us. And it's not going to look the same as his. It's going to look like our own. You know, myself, it will look completely different because of the way I'm wired and I am an introvert. But he is still a great example of what I see for myself in another way, if that makes sense. My friends, my soul fam, I'm telling ya, <laughs> Green Chef is mwah, delicious. I absolutely love what this company provides. And if you're unaware of Green Chef, well, let me tell you. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company where you can enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. And ingredients come pre-measured and perfectly portioned, mostly prepped, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying their delicious home-cooked meals I felt like a gourmet chef. When my parents were here, we did eat some green chef. And I tell ya, my dad thought I cooked him a gourmet meal. Sure, you can give me that credit. <laughs> but no, it's really the ingredients that they've curated together. And I love the blackened tofu with spice aioli. That might be my new favorite. I love it all. I love it all. To be honest, it's hard for me to choose a favorite. But anyway, so Green Chef, of course, delivers right to your door. One thing I want to mention that I really appreciate about Green Chef is that they are the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging into every box. So you can feel great about what you're eating and how it is brought to your table and be environmentally friendly. I received the plant-based box, but they have a variety of diets to choose from. They've got keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or if you are simply just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Anyway, I highly, highly recommend you take advantage of this offer. Go to greenchef.com 90magic and use code 90MAGIC to get $90 off, including free shipping. Yes, $90 off, nine zero. <laughs> and also use the number nine zero. So it's numerical, nine zero magic. So go to greenchef.com slash 90MAGIC and use code 90MAGIC to get $90 off, including free shipping. Of course, I'll include that link in the show notes for you. Bon appetit and enjoy the rest of the episode. So, how do we get into flow? Of course, like I mentioned, there's divine intervention when it just feels as though you are inspired so greatly to take action on something you do it because it's just moving through you it feels as though you may even be channeling this information from the heavens in your writing or your art or your work or you're just in a heightened state of inspiration and you're just going along with it and executing whatever is moving through you that is one of the ways we just naturally miraculously it feels get into flow and it is possible to open up to this flow if you have never before by first also training yourself and even if you have opened yourself into this flow before but there's a day where you just feel like I'm just not in the flow and it's not necessarily burnout I just can't really get myself to do it well good news because you really can train this. And the beauty is the more and more you open to this flow, well, A, the more and more you feel the opening of this flow, as in it just will naturally open divinely, and B, you become more aware of how to continue the flow because of former experience and practice. Well, and C, I mean, the main reason is that you learn to turn on this flow like a little light switch, you know? Oh, it's 11-11.
There we go. One of the divine signs. You know you are in flow. Anyway, so I had to, in a sense, turn this on consciously due to discipline and willingness to listen and receive and the confidence and also simply confidence for knowing what I'm doing since I've been doing this for quite a minute now, quite a long time now, only what, three and a half years. So, which by the way, the latter is not what you necessarily need because that ends up obviously, you know, requiring some time, but that's okay. And I must say that in this moment, which is really exciting because I just haven't felt this for a while, is I am very much in a state of flow. And I believe I opened to this after the burnout because I did honor the burnout. Anyway, so it is possible you can train yourself to get into that state of flow. And I know I know that people will preach to just follow the wave of inspiration when it hits. And yeah, if, if this wave of inspiration hits, then please do, please do. But there are so many more forces and factors that may intervene and make excuses in your mind. There will be a lot of intrusive thoughts preventing you from doing it. And so to recognize those intrusive thoughts and take control will only lead you into a successful state of flow. Now, I made this mistake for years, by the way, for listening to others, seriously, for years. I, I listened to others like just they, saying things like, It'll just come, you know, alignment before action, which I agree in a sense, alignment before action, but some people kind of take it that alignment before action to another level where it's like, okay, unless you're feeling high vibe, unless you're feeling a certain way, then don't even bother doing it when it's like, mm. actually, there's a lot of beauty that can be transmuted through in any state of being. And also another tangent, who's to say that someone's supposed sadness or darkness or whatever is not a high vibe moment for them in the guise of a low vibe moment because that's only gifting them the opportunity to create something magical like many musicians and screenwriters, actors, authors, painters, or other people, speakers, like whatever messages they deliver that are, that come from their mess and then end up healing others. So that is simply far from true if we look at the history of other human beings. There are people that attract in a happier, uplifted state, and there are people that do attract even when they are feeling low and depressed. There's just another opening, another channel opening that in any state you can open to for this creation. And I think that telling people that they are low vibe or in a low vibe state because they behave in a certain way or they feel a certain way is as toxic and dangerous and not good for the mental health as it gets. And so I literally just turn all of that off now because I'm like, this is simply not true. <laughs> at least it's not true for me. It was at one point. I was totally, you know, when you get so deeply into this spiritual space, you can easily believe a lot and get hypnotized by a lot because there's a lot of what seems like, oh my gosh, this is so cool and it seems so true. But then if some things are not working out for you or you recognize they're not working out for others, but they just worked out maybe for this one person or for a few others, you realize, okay, well, that's true for them wonderful, but that's not true for me. And I am more than okay with that. And so wherever you're at, if you ever feel bad about yourself because someone is saying that you can't do certain things or you can't uh, show up a certain way or you can't feel certain things, I want to let you know that whatever you're feeling is valid, 100% valid. And you're not a lost cause. You can attract whatever you want to attract into your life right now. And you will be okay. And that there is light. And that there's even light in this moment. You don't have to force yourself to seek it. But you're worthy in whatever state you're in. 
yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. I I could get into an entire episode about some things I've witnessed and awakened to, but that, my dear friend, can be savored for a later episode. <laughs> anyway, so back to how to get into the flow. Well, this first step is somewhat unconventional, but also definitely not unheard of in our spiritual space, but to first do a self-check-in. I think that the self-check-in is so important, especially if you're feeling any sort of resistance. Like if you're feeling a little bit of anxiety or you're worried or stressed or depressed or paralyzed because of the human's desire for perfection. And I'm indeed no stranger to all of the above, you know? Or even if you're just feeling lazy and you would rather read your book or scroll through social media for a while or watch YouTube or binge a show or whatever it is you want to do to distract yourself from productivity, then simply check in. You know, if I'm feeling anxious, I might want to do something to alleviate my anxiety that I know works for me. And for me, obviously, the main one that is my number one go-to and has been for a long time is simply meditating. That's simple. But I know there are other ways people alleviate their anxiety. And so bring out your spiritual toolbox and whatever you're feeling I won't go into that because that will be an entire other episode and we have many episodes on these specific topics or these specific emotions, but you, if you're in a state and you want to transmute that state, if you want to even transmute that state, then simply go to your spiritual toolbox to alleviate it a little bit. It, pro- it, might, it may not 100% be gone, but... If you want to alleviate a little bit just so you can clear your mind and focus on whatever your desired task is, wonderful. Definitely do a self-check-in. But also, it's okay if you're feeling anxiety, maybe you can transmute that into whatever you're creating. If you're feeling a little low, a little sad, a little somber, a little, or even worried or stressed, you know, something tense, well, if you're in the middle of drawing or writing, you can maybe even use that energy into your work. And that's one of the beautiful ways of, instead of suppressing that energy, releasing that energy and healing that energy. But man, if you're just lazy, which I've been there before as well, I have one mantra for you. (laughs) One mantra that I always use (laughs) when I really don't want to do something because I would rather scroll through social media or watch some sort of TV show. One mantra inspired by Nike. Just do it. (laughs) I do. I have to actually tell myself, just do it. Just do it. Now, of course, just do it doesn't necessarily work if you are depressed or you're feeling sick or whatever. Of course, honor your body's rhythm. But if you know for a fact it has nothing to do with grander circumstances other than the fact that you are feeling, you know, like you just don't want to do it because you're a little lazy or you're procrastinating because of your desire for perfectionism, I'm letting you know, just do it. Just do it. One of my favorite mantras, I'm not going to lie. And yeah, but if you're feeling depressed, of course, please honor where you're at and you're, again, you're not a lost cause. You may, maybe you can transmute that energy like a lot of successful artists do into their masterpieces, which end up leading to healing a lot of people if they even decide to share it. But there's never a pressure to share. I think that's another thing. A lot of times we feel blocked because we're in fear of other people's judgments. And so let's say even if we're being lazy or we're procrastinating because of anxiety or whatever it is, we can get to the deeper layer and ask ourselves, well, Is it because we care what other people will think? And so how can we remove that layer? For me personally, I tell myself, I don't have to share it. I don't have to share it. And so if you tell yourself you don't have to share it, if you really, really like it, you'll likely end up sharing it. 
but or you might just keep it personal but you'll feel very fulfilled for even creating it or you might savor it for a later date to share which I often do and all of the above are perfectly fine so it's the block what's the mental block that might potentially be in the way or stopping you from even doing the next step which is simply the pre-flow the ritual where you've trained your mind that when you do this that will lead you to x x being the state of flow (laughs) this is the action you take that trains your mind to get into flow and it signals your brain and body that you're about to fully immerse yourself into a project and that you want to only focus on this one task not be disturbed by intrusive thoughts and allow yourself to just flow but i do recommend whatever this is to keep it simple and something that you're actually open to doing mine personally are simple i have well in a sense two tasks i sit and i clear my mind and i breathe for as little as five minutes five minutes just sit in there yes meditating sometimes if i'm really feeling it or it depends on what the kind of work is i might meditate for 10 20 minutes but i'm also very aware that not everybody wants to do that and that is more than okay that there are a plethora of ideas or tasks you can do you can use for your pre-ritual i'll also be just to open you up to this more i have i feel very inspired to share a pre-flow meditation on the yourownmagic.life membership site if you are interested feel free to check that out there it'll be up later this week and side note there is a new meditation there i wanted to plug it's a future self meditation where you receive messages from your future self in a deep meditative state so that one's deeper it's about 18 minutes i believe but when i post the ritual flow meditation your pre-flow meditation well that one will be lighter and shorter but something that ends up training your mind to get into that flow state and hopefully it may work for you though it does take time it does honestly take time as in consistent practice to train your mind that once i do this then i'm going to get into this flow state and that doesn't also necessarily mean that your flow state's going to be perfect or exactly as you imagined especially right away but the more you're consistent with it i i promise i promise that the flow state will open no matter what your ritual is before the flow state here are some other amazing rituals you can simply select a very specific kind of tea and train your mind that okay when i brew this tea in this mindful manner this specific tea is opening me up to get into a creative flow so maybe that is even a sort of tea or mushroom that is specifically designed to get into that creative flow and now this one for me is actually a new one that i've opened to and right now and i'm going to insert it right here but this is the specific cacao i've been using to get into my creative flow state for my screenwriting and book writing I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or 
somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So I highly recommend Cacao Bliss. Anyway, moving on, moving forward. So a tea or herb that spark creativity or focus may help or maybe it's taking a short walk on the same path. Maybe it's dancing to a certain song or a certain playlist every single day and you know this song is going to open you up to creativity and when you get sick of that song, perhaps you want to change to another and you limit yourself to one or two songs. Or maybe you create a certain yoga flow and you allow your senses to open to that. I remember having Ashley Wood, who's in a Kaushik Records guide, and she has this one specific movement she does with her arms four times in a row. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I honor it. Or maybe it's breath work, other breath work exercises. Maybe it is saying some sort of chant or mantra. Maybe it is prayer. You know, singers, they have specific vocal exercises to obviously warm up their vocal cords so they prevent injury while singing. But also, it does train their body and their brain to know that they're about to enter this creative spirit, this creative flow of singing a song. And even actors, we have a specific technique as well that has been passed down like I follow Lee Strasberg's technique I used to follow the Meisner technique but it is our warm-up our ritual that honestly snaps us into character so to speak it's complex and it does take a lot of repetition and I'm warming back into it with patience but it is something that an actor needs to continually do for their craft and it's a little more intense than simply just riding your bike again but again you know when you really love something you got to be patient and you got to work hard another short fun story so I could not decide exactly which 
method I wanted to pursue with acting. And there's a variety. And sometimes you figure it out on your own, but sometimes the universe has a funny way of delivering a message to you <laughs> of what they think may be may work for you. And for me, I well, my neighbors downstairs invited me to play Scrabble and they're like in their late 60s or early 70s and they're from New York. They're so New York. I love it. I love the New Yorker energy and banter and they're great. I love them. Anyway, so they invited me to play Scrabble and so I did go down to play Scrabble. Uh, the husband turns out when he, we, I walked in, I noticed he had all of these old theater pictures and he had all of these acting books. And I was like, wait, what were you? A, were you an actor? He's like, yeah, I did theater in New York. I was like, what? He's like, I even, I studied with Lee Strasberg for seven years. Like what? That is the dream. Are you kidding me? That's the dream that many actors wish they could have experienced in their life before he passed. And he also owned his own theater company for over a decade. And so it was really cool to hear his story and his experiences and even watch a slideshow of some of his theater plays. And he gave me so many tips and advice. It's going to help me out with some things. And I was like, first of all, thank you, universe, for this amazing synchronicity and connection. And also, thank you for giving me this message because I didn't know exactly which method I wanted to pursue this time. And so, I'll, I guess I'll go with Strasbourg. I guess I'll go with Strasbourg. I took that as a divine message indeed. And so sometimes that happens when we know we are in flow. And I do believe that though it is interesting to see the flow of your own magic have a moment of burnout, I think this opportunity, this burnout happened divinely as well because I opened to another opportunity. And soon I hope there's going to be a beautiful dance with the two. Though maybe not a dance where they're exactly slow dancing together and holding each other and they may even rarely intersect. Going back into acting and pursuing that along with continuing with your own magic they can dance alongside each other because I'm so excited to do them both. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of other messages and whatever else comes from this new adventure to share on the podcast. So that's going to be really cool. I'm excited for that because, you know, we don't always want to stay stagnant. We want to continue to evolve and shift and change. And so I love it all. I love it all. Anyway, thank you universe for that amazing sign. There were so many other wild synchronicities that have happened recently. And I think that that is another huge red flag that you are in flow with something specific. And so, like I said, though your own magic might've been experiencing a burnout, this new acting adventure has received immense synchronicities or simply just, I feel in flow. And so anyway, I digress. <laughs> so let's establish your, your ritual, your pre-flow ritual. Let's establish this right now. Perhaps pause this and be decisive. But one thing I want to note is that, and this is very important, it's not going to take one rep and then voila. You're going to have to do several reps to train your mind to know that this is my ritual before I get into this flow state. And that is going to take some willingness on your part to even want to do or perform the ritual. So do something you know you are willing to do. Maybe that is a meditation because you know that that is going to open expansive channels in the meditation. Or maybe it is you just know you will be drinking a specific tea and you want to train your mind to feel as though that tea is the tea that's going to allow you to step into the creative flow. Or maybe it is a specific song that you know you love and you listen to, or maybe you dance to, or you just close your eyes and enjoy. And that specific song it opens you up to your creative channels of whatever 
you're going to flow into. So be very specific and decisive, but also patient with the fact that it is going to take several, several reps for your mind to learn that this is your ritual before entering that state of flow. So one or two simple things that you're going to do to train your mind to get into the flow state, or honestly, if you want me to speak in terms of how I see it from an esoteric point of view, well, (laughs) it's your way of communicating to your higher self, to the universe that, okay, uni, okay, higher self, when I do this, that means I'm prepping to open my channel streams of creativity to get into the flow state and experience it. And though this is only day one, and I know it's going to look different from day to day, this is what I wanna show you what I want to do that will allow me to turn on the switch of entering into that flow state. So once you do finally perform this ritual, amazing. Now it's time to get into the flow state. Well, I personally, for writing, it's simple. I use stream of consciousness and that opens up a variety of things as I go along and I just don't judge my work and I don't worry about, ooh, if people are going to like this or not. I don't worry about or think about the logistics. All of that can be dealt with later, but I do think if you are still feeling a little stuck, one important tool is eating the frog. (laughs) Okay, and definitely, obviously, obviously never eating the actual frog. I would never eat a frog, obviously. I understand, of course, some indigenous cultures or other cultures may, so no judgment there. But eat that frog is a popular term that is coined by Brian Tracy. And he refers to completing your most important task, which can often be, you know, our biggest or our just most dreaded task when we're opening up to this creative flow or whatever our task is at hand. And so sometimes for me, you know, let's say it is a podcast episode, maybe it's research and organizing my thoughts and outlining things before I just simply jump right into that flow. But I'm thankful that I performed the ritual to allow me to know that, all right, this is work mode. This is work time. So that's why I think this is helpful for people with ADHD. I I'm pretty sure that that is something that I deal with. And that's why I also have such a great emphasis on needing this ritual before getting into a flow. Otherwise, I'll easily distract myself or allow my mind to wander and I have a hard time focusing. But unless I have an inspired state of hyper-focus, it's rare that I am going to simply just hyper-focus or get into that flow state. But the rituals really help. And then after the ritual, if I still need a little more push, eat that frog is key. It's simply significant as that is often that the one block, honestly, that prevents our human from even wanting to complete a task in the first place because we just don't want to do that specific thing. And so going into it, you're dreading it because there is that hurdle to get over the very first hurdle, whatever that hurdle is. It really usually is that very first hurdle before you get into the flow state. And so this helps immensely and it does guide me into the flow state in time. Anyway, next, if you're unaware of your overall why, then this may be a good time to identify it. You know, you probably already know your specific goal going in, but If you don't, then perhaps establish that before the ritual if and only if you even have a goal in mind. And sometimes we just go into things aimlessly, but we know that we just want to do something or we just want to create something. We just want to write something. To be honest, that is good enough. You don't always need to 
have a specific goal or know your why. But sometimes if you do have a why, it's those intrinsic reasons that open you up to flow. Now, the next thing, the last thing I'll talk about is honoring your energetic boundaries for the sake of flow, which will play a major role in allowing yourself to relax and be at ease as you are in flow. And so that may be being aware of the space that surrounds you. Perhaps you're in a place that doesn't feel like it has the ambiance of wanting to be productive or creative. You know, sometimes people can feel like that if they're trying to create in their bedroom because that's where they sleep. But then others feel the most creative in their bedroom because that's where they feel is like that's their sacred space and where they feel they're alone, you know? So honoring those energetic boundaries of the space you're in along with needing space from others. So if you're living with people, perhaps let them know that you're about to get into a flow state and you're going to need this time to write and whatever it is. So sometimes knowing that they're just not going to disturb you because they respect your boundaries in general helps that little thought float away from your subconscious mind that someone is going to intrude. So just however you can possibly create your own space. If you're a mom, I've talked to moms who say that they get in that state of flow by waking up before their kids, if that's possible, or during their kids' naps, or at night, or they have a babysitter, or they're, uh, and this is also for fathers as well, single fathers, or even, I mean, just fathers in general, because kids want to play with you, so the other parent is taking care of them during that time, and so Of course, I'm sure. I couldn't even fathom how exhausted you are, but you do deserve your time to get into that state of flow. And so even doing just a little bit every single day, of course, implements the compound effect, which can go a long, long way if we look at the macro state of things, if we look at the flow of life. And so that is another energetic boundary to keep in mind. And then if you're a psychic medium, you know, feel free to open your channels if you want to during this creation but sometimes if instead it feels like you're being interrupted versus in flow then I know that some psychic mediums they have established energetic boundaries with the spirits and they might even do this by using tangible objects for example maybe if you have a book you can let them know when the book is open a specific book is open then you're open for business. And when it's closed, then you're closed for business. Or when you wear a certain necklace, then you're open for business. And when you're not, when it's off, you ask them to respect your boundaries without interruptions. And you allow that light to dim so they don't flock to you. And you're obviously closed for business so you can focus and flow. So just honoring all the any energetic boundary that you think is going to intervene along with also, of course, the one thing that distracts us all, our good old phone. (laughs) I've been off of that phone for a while now and I love it. I personally needed to because of A, the overwhelm of burnout, (laughs) how that feels when you're like unmotivated because you just feel like your energy is depleted in one area, but then simultaneously learning to open to this new endeavor and so it's like this mix of confusion and I just could not add social media to the mix (laughs) and that was me honoring another energetic boundary so whatever that means for you I also have my phone on do not disturb pretty much 24 7 except for a few people who are selected as my favorites who can call me and then I can even turn that off when I want no one to disturb me but you know I'm alone right now so I don't have a lot of energetic boundaries I need to set forth in terms of being around other people but I do have certain boundaries I have to set for myself to stay focused and not deviate because I'm in a state of flow. (laughs) I love it. And I do wonder if because I've been off social media, I woke up feeling inspired to say all this. 
Anyway, so that of course is another huge one. And this is not so much of an energetic boundary, kind of, but I think it's also very helpful to be keenly aware of your circadian rhythm. So you know when your mind is the most active and aware and creative. So figuring out beforehand, before you even get into your pre-ritual, what is the best time of day for you to flow? When do you feel is going to be your most creative hour? You know, usually it's when we rise and then we might even have a second wind later in the day or even third. I've been receiving one late at night at 11 p.m. since I started this whole acting thing. For whatever reason, the screenwriting process, for I don't know why. I don't know why, but these character developments and everything happen late at night and this hasn't happened to me in so long, but it's kind of cool. Though I wake up way later, obviously, I am loving this shift this change and it just shows that we really do go through seasons and phases you know it's not a phase mom (laughs) no it's all definitely a phase and so happy about that because how boring would that be to just be stagnant in the same the same same all the time i love seeing my friends evolve and i love evolving and getting excited about new endeavors so yeah (laughs) everything just feels like it's working out oh I have one more thing I wanted to address. How do you know you're in flow? Well, it's simple, obviously, to see the micro sense. You know, even if you have a moment where you're slightly frustrated or heated, you're still getting your work done. You're feeling energized and focused and inspired and you lose awareness of time and it feels effortless, like you're not putting in any effort. But you are it's just coming through easily through you (laughs) with a little to no resistance but in the macro sense just like that synchronicity i received when my neighbor downstairs told me that he worked with lee strasberg for seven years and i was grappling with which method am i going to approach it's the receiving a lot of those synchronicities or signs from the universe. There was another one as well. There were quite a few that were pretty blatant signs that seemed magical. And I know that in the macro sense, I know this is also more esoteric, but we do receive these signs and synchronicities that remind us that we're in flow and all is well. And there may be many opportunities that effortlessly come your way. And you may wake up feeling like you're living your purpose, which is honestly the most rewarding part about the macro flow. And you're feeling more intrinsically motivated. Even on the bad days, you know, there's still that drive and desire in you. And even though I'm feeling burnout with your own magic, I still have that love. I don't feel like I'm completely drained. I'm obvi- I'm obviously behind the microphone right now, super excited to share this message. And so you know that you are in that macro flow when you still want to go. You still want to do it. And it's true and it's genuine. And above all, <laughs> it fuels your soul. And if you burn out... For a short window of time, that's simply just a sign you need a break, you need a rest, and that's okay. Of course, if it's months on end or you're meeting yourself with a lot of resistance, like let's say I fell out of love with your own magic and I really didn't want to do it anymore, and I carried that for months and months, then I would listen to that and let it go, but I feel as though when you burn out for a long period of time, that's definitely something to deeply look into and reflect on. However, if it's a moment of time for the burnout or you just feel drained, honor it. Honor your body and your mind and your soul because your body, mind, and soul are simply just asking for a rest and to recover a little bit. That's it. That's it. Anyway, I hope that this helped inspired you to get into that flow and to not be discouraged by the mental blocks and get excited about whatever your ritual is 
and open you up to knowing that it is going to take some repetition and that's okay and that's exciting and that's honestly an exciting part of the journey. And again, I recently released a meditation on the yourownmagic.life member site, which was a meditation to receive messages from your future self. And this week, I'll release a short one to add to your ritual of getting into the flow. And also, this is the last week of the giveaway for April, so you can still enter and I'll announce the winner of the giveaway next week. And to enter, simply just rate and review the podcast and send a screenshot to hello at yourownmagic.life and you'll be entered for my personal giveaway of giving away some of my favorite things such as jewelry, a candle, books, yada yada. So I appreciate you so much for taking this time. Thank you for your light. I hope you have a magical rest of your week. Gemma. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.